everybody, and welcome to Time Out with the Touries. I'm your host, Nick Toury. Seven weeks in the books of the MHSAA football season, two weeks to go, and uh, we'll be talking about the playoffs. It's very exciting. High school uh, football is really entering that back stretch of the schedule now where we've got conference championships on the line, teams jockeying for playoffs under this new playoff system, where you're already in a preset division of about 60 to 65 teams, depending on the division, and you're fighting for 32 spots. That's it. Nothing else. No win totals. Um, nothing. You're just trying to beat these teams and get more playoff points than they are. The top 32 go to the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be an exciting finish. And to check out the latest updates on the playoff uh, hunt, make sure you check out Snooze to Use page. He's got all of his latest projected brackets. We'll start with week eight in the CSAA gold, where we have a chance for some chaos if we get a major upset. Reed City is in first place. They're 6-1 on the season, 6-0 overall. They lost that game early to Cadillac. They've pretty much dominated the competition ever since. Their opponent in their final CSAA game is the Fremont Packers. Fremont comes in 1-5. They got their first win last week, defeating Chippewa Hills 32-6. If Reed City wins this game, they're outright conference champs. Uh, they'd be 7-0 in league play. But if they don't, uh, there's a little bit of chaos that will <clears throat> that will follow behind them. I don't think it's going to be a problem for Reed City, though. I mean, Fremont uh, really hasn't done all that much this season. Um, they've got the one win against a pretty poor chip team. Um, but other than that, they've only scored 87 points in six games. Uh, Reed City, meanwhile, has racked up 240 points on the year, and, and they've got a plethora of running options. They've got seven guys who have rushed for touchdowns. Six of those guys have rushed for multiple scores, uh, including Noah Morgan, who had a great three-touchdown performance last week. Uh, Seth Jackson's been a good receiver. He's also got two defensive touchdowns. And uh, Bryson Hughes has been dominant in the special teams game, uh, leading the CSAA gold with two returning touchdowns. Uh, Fremont, meanwhile, relies on Justin Durheimer, who does lead the conference with 11 rushing touchdowns, but... That's about it. Wee Chen, I guess, suppose, has four uh, receiving scores. If, 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 if Fremont pulls off what would be a catastrophic upset, I mean, the odds here are very slim, then we will have co-champions. Big Rapids and Tri-County play this week, both teams at 5-1. and one. The winner of that game, in theory, would tie Reed City for the conference championship if the Coyotes lose to the Packers. I think this is going to be a good game as well. Both teams have had pretty strong seasons. Uh, Big Rapids lost to Coopersville and to Reed City. And Tri-County's just lost to Reed City. Um, and Tri-County was close. It was uh, it was a lot closer than many people expected it to be. 18-12 uh, to 12, all the way back in the third week of the season. They've won every game since. Uh, I'm going to go with Tri-County in a close game here. Um, I've been really impressed by Big Rapids. And I'll tell you what, Snooze to you has this projected as a playoff matchup in week one. And honestly, I could see this as a split. Someone would win in the first round and then win again in the playoffs. It's that close. Um, I really like Big Rapids' big two with Will Strickler and Jamal Strickland. Uh, Will leads the conference in passing touchdowns, second in rushing touchdowns, and Jamal is the leader in receiving scores. But, but I will say Tri-County does a great job of spreading the ball around. They've got Trent Barronwald, Nate Lavelle with six touchdowns each on the ground. Tyler Tompkins is passed for seven, rushed for four. Uh, Baronwald also has three receiving scores, so they, they do disperse the ball pretty well, um, and, and their defense has been pretty strong. I know they were banged up a couple weeks ago when they played Fremont really close in a game that I, was a little concerning for me, um, but but they looked good last week. Defense looked looked good against Central Montcalm holding what's been a pretty good Hornets offense uh, to just six points. So I'll go with Tri-County in a, in a slow game here, although if Big Rapids can get the score rolling, I don't think Tri-County can, can score with them. 
Um, so it's going to be a key here to see if the Vikings defense can set the tone. Game number three in this conference pits Central Montcalm against Grant. Central Montcalm and Grant are both three and three in conference play. Uh, I'm going to go with Central Montcalm here. Grant has kind of beat up on the lower hanging fruit in this league. Uh, Central Montcalm at least has played more competitively in losses to the uh, bigger teams in this conference. Although I will say Grant was impressive last week, uh, only losing to Big Rapids by two scores, but it was 21-0 um, pretty, pretty quickly. So I'm going to go with Central Montcalm. I think they bounce back here. Uh, Caleb Crooks has got 11 scores on the air. He's been a pretty solid quarterback option for the Hornets. Uh, they try to get their way into the playoffs, and, and same for Grant. I mean, they, they also have a chance here uh, to, to sneak into the playoffs if they can finish strong. Uh, both of these teams with, with tough games, though, next week. Um, to wrap up in non-conference play, Grant taking on Kent City and Central Montcalm with Ravana. Finally, Nuego and Chippewa Hills. Uh, we'll see who gets their, uh, gets a win here in this one. Chip Hills 0-7 on the season, just 35 points on the year. And uh, Logan Davis, their quarterback, has been a part of all five touchdowns, passing for one to Easton Day and rushing for the other four. That's it. That's the whole season. He's also got a two-point conversion as well. Uh, this offense has been bad. Um, you know, even last week against Fremont, just really nothing going. They lose that game 32-6. to Nuego has been more promising. They do have 125 points. Their defense has been pretty poor. Um, but I, I like Nuego. They've kind of turned the corner, um, looking better offensively with Grant Harkness in there at quarterback instead of Remy Grachik. Um And Remy Wells has continued to be a consistent receiver. He has seven scores on the season. Um, I'm going to go with Nuego here, and I think they've got a chance here to win this game by a few scores and, and be a good way to wrap up conference play uh, for the Lions. Quickly, we're going to buzz through the CSA Silver. We'll talk more about this game with Mike Meekoff in our Lakeshore preview, but I'm going to go with Ludington over Morley Stanwood. Uh, elsewhere, Holton without a game this week. Uh, Manistee will take on Hesperia. I think Manistee's got a chance to blow this one out. Connor Boudry, um, a great player. We'll talk about that one with Mike as well. Uh, Hartford versus Kent City. Hartford is one of two teams to not score a point the entire season in the MHSA. Uh, Detroit University Prep Sciences Math, uh, the other team. And uh, Hartford's the, been the only one that's played all of their games. Uh, Kent City's got a chance to just absolutely blow them out here. Uh, White Cloud versus White Pigeon. I think White Pigeon wins that game. White Cloud's been playing better this year. Uh, but White Pigeon's a strong team year in and year out. And finally, Kessopolis versus Lakeview. Uh, Lakeview is 1-6 this year. Kessopolis comes in with a record of four and three look for Cassopolis to bounce back their only losses are to white pigeon centerville and brandywine we just talked about white pigeon a little bit they are six and one um so it looks like it'll be a tough out of conference week here for the csaa silver uh all teams ending with two league uh non-league games so moving over to the uh some independent games here we've got benton harbor uh the tigers will be back in action this week and they're two and five they've won two in a row uh up next for them is buchanan the bucks uh, the Bucks have struggled this year, 2-5 and five as well. Their only wins, a forfeit win against Hartford, which we just talked about. Uh, this is one of the more interesting stories to follow on the year. The Hartford Indians have been outscored 224-0 to zero this year. Um, on the other side, they beat Lloyd Norix, which we know is a team that has struggled. Um, I'm going to go with Benton Harbor here to get a little bit of an upset, I suppose. Um, we kind of talked about this with Dwajiak last week. Um, given Benton Harbor's recent struggles, it feels like you know most of their wins tend to be viewed as quote-unquote upsets. Uh, but Buchanan hasn't really beat anyone. Um, Lloyd Norix beat or lost to Benton Harbor by nine, and Buchanan beat him by three. Uh, as my cousin Sam would say, the transitive property works sometimes. Uh, I will go with Benton Harbor 
to win this game. Speaking of Loy Norricks, uh, the Knights will look to snap their lengthy losing streak as they take on Gold Lake. Uh, the Knights are 0-7, Gold Lake is 3-4, and the, and the Blue Devils have been playing better lately. Uh, they looked pretty good in their last two wins over Waverly and Otsego. I expect that to continue. I think Gold Lake gets a win here. And all of a sudden at 4-4, four and four, probably not enough momentum to talk playoffs. I mean, their wins would be over Tecumseh, Otsego, and Waverly. Not exactly world beaters of the high school football world, but at 4-4 four and four, they would have a chance to get a winning season, um, which would be their first uh, since 2009 if they can finish this with a 2-0 uh, record. Moving over to the Interstate 8 now, uh, Hastings, J Jackson Lumen Christie, and Battle Creek Harper Creek are, remain tied for the title at 5-1 apiece. They all have one league game to go this week. Uh, we'll start with Harper Creek. They take on Marshall. Uh, Marshall comes in 2-5. and five. I think this should be cruise control for Harper Creek. Looming Christie, they take on Jackson Parma County Western. Um, a little bit tougher team. They're 5-2. and two. Um, we, see, we see this as a quote-unquote rivalry game. I don't really know if that's viewed that way by the teams, but when you look at the ge geography, they are in the same uh, geographic bubble. Last year, Parma won this game on a forfeit. Uh, it was 2-0, to zero, but I'll tell you what, this has been a really one-sided series forever. Um, it was 25-1. to one before that game, uh, giving them the forfeit win. So, I mean, Lumen has just dominated this series, and I don't see it to be any way different here. Um, you know, Parma has really kind of beaten some poor teams. They beat the bottom four teams in the league, and they also beat St. John's, who has struggled this year. Lumen, meanwhile, uh, they did beat Hastings. Uh, they lost to Battle Creek, and they defeated New Lothrop, which is an impressive win out of conference play. I, I look for Lumen here to get their share. So now the question is, will Hastings get the job done? They take on Coldwater. Um, the Cardinals are 3-4 and four on the season. Hastings comes in at 6-1 and one with that tough loss to Lumen. Uh, you'll remember last year's game against Coldwater was a thriller. Uh, they won 30-29. to 29. It was a close battle. And I think Hastings is going to get it done. You know, I really like this team. Their offensive depth and range is just remarkable. Um, they, they run the ball. You know, they're a heavy run T-type team. Um, and they've got two absolute studs at running back in Robbie Slaughter and TJ Russell. Robbie with 13 rushing touchdowns. TJ also has 13 or 14 touchdowns, rather. Uh, 12 rushing, one receiving, and one returning. Um, both of these players are extremely electric. And that doesn't even talk about Lanny Tunison or Mason Denton, the quarterback. Um, they've got a lot of options here at Hastings. And I think this is going to be an exciting team to watch as they win this game. And then ultimately look forward to the playoffs. Uh, I think Hastings wins. And we've got ourselves a little three-way tie in the Interstate 8. Moving over to the Sac Valley now. We've got a couple games on the docket. Uh, Lawton versus Schoolcraft. Lawton's offense has scored 403 points in seven games. Just absolutely remarkable. I mean, they've scored, last week was their lowest scoring output, and they scored 49 against Galesburg Augusta, and didn't even score in the fourth quarter. Schoolcraft, meanwhile, 2-4. and four. Uh, I think Lawton keeps this train rolling. Uh, Galesburg Augusta, speaking of the Rams, they are 0-7 on the season. Uh, it's been a, a long road here for the Rams. They have lost a lot of games in a row. Um, their last win was the opener of 2019, so you're talking about a 21-game losing streak for Galesburg-Augusta. I think it stretches to 22. Saugatuck has been a much-improved team. They're 4-3. and three. They're thinking about the playoffs. Uh, Benny Diaz is a great tailback for them. He's a real speedster. Um, I know that he was in the state finals for track and field a year ago. Just absolute wheels. Um, and, and they've got two other great rushers as well in John Hartrink and Ben True. 
And uh, Brogan Kelly's been an effective quarterback when need be. Uh, and Diaz is a, is a weapon in the return game. He's got two re returning touchdowns. He's got 13 total scores, nine rushing, two returning, one receiving, and one on defense. So I look for Sakatuck to win this game and position themselves pretty well here for the playoffs. And in a non-league game, Delton Kellogg will take on uh, Allegan. Delton comes in at 4-2. and two. Um, An impressive win over Sagatuck. And Allegan comes in at 2-5. and five. They got a forfeit win over Lee and a win over Coloma. I will tell you, the win over Coloma surprised me um, a little, although Coloma has struggled this year. They're 0-7. They're um, I'm going to go with Delton here. Uh, it's been a tough stretch of football at Allegan. Um, I, I think that the Panthers will get a win. Moving over to the SMAC now, uh, we've got some more exciting finishes here. We've got two weeks to go. The SMAC uh, has three conference games and two non-conference games over the final two weeks as we try to jockey for the conference standings. Portage Central and Stevensville Lakeshore are tied at the top at 5-1. and one. St. Joe is 4-2. and two. Battle Creek Lakeview, 3-2. and two. Um, So there are four teams that could really win this title. Um, when you look at Portage Central, they play Battle Creek Central this week. If they win that game, they clinch at least a share of the conference. I like Portage Central to win this game. I think that their offense is pretty good. Uh, and, but though Battle Creek Central has shown in stretches that they can be a pretty tough team, Devoin uh, Newton is a pretty good quarterback, and, uh, and Asel Adon, um, a pretty strong tailback as well. Um, and, and even Jessathan Coffey, the receiver, has been a pretty strong target for the Bearcats. Um, I, but Portage Central, I mean, th they're looking good. They, they've been firing on all cylinders. Guys like Frank Roseman, Devin Porter, uh, Thomas Lane. They've had some impressive victories. And I think that that continues here, uh, most notably that win over St. Joe. I mean, that really stood out to me. Uh, Stevensville Lakeshore and Battle Creek Lakeview. Lakeshore next week will be taking on DeWitt in a non-league game, so the Lancers can also clinch their share of the conference title um, and would make this a two-man championship. Uh, we'll just wrap it up. Nothing exciting there in Week 9. Um, Lakeview, again, needs to win. They're 3-2. They're the only team with two conference games remaining. Um I don't think they get it done, though. I think Lakeshore wins. Uh, Ryan Korfmacher's got 16 passing scores. Cage Davison is a little bit more of those Swiss Army Knife players. He's got 11 touchdowns, 6 receiving, 3 returning, 1 on defense, and 1 rushing score. Uh, Trevor Griffith, 7 receiving touchdowns, including that pivotal catch in overtime in last week's war by the Lakeshore against St. Joe. Um, look for Lakeshore and Portage Central to win and just wrap this thing up. Um, I think it would be, provide some excitement in the final couple weeks um, if they did lose, but I don't see it happening. Speaking of St. Joe, they'll step out of league play this week to take on Chelsea, a tough game for the Bears. Uh, St. Joe's been sliding. They've lost two in a row. Uh, they're now 5-2. and two. Meanwhile, Chelsea is one of the best teams in Division Four. Um, they're 7-0. They've outscored opponents 280-61. to 61. Uh, Many view them in the upper echelon. They're the second highest point total um, in Division Four behind Edwardsburg, slightly ahead of Unity, and people view those three as a great chance to get to the semifinals uh, with one other team joining them in the Final Four. Uh, I think that St. Joe is going to get knocked off here. I think they can battle. I think their offense is pretty strong, uh, but ultimately I don't think they can hang uh, with Chelsea. Elsewhere in this league, I like K-Central to take down Madawan, and I th think that Holt takes down uh, Portage Northern. Holt has really bounced back this year. They're 5-2. and two. Uh, lost to DeWitt and Caledonia, two teams. Is surely nothing to shake your head at. Uh, really cruised to wins against most other teams, uh, although a close win last week against East Lansing. Uh, Portage Northern, meanwhile, 2-5 and five with that shocking win over Lakeshore and a win over Matawan. Moving over to the TBC Central, 
Uh, Frankenmuth looks to wrap up the re league title in the final week of play. They take on Garber. This game will be on Valley Sports Detroit. And I think it's because we've got Frankenmuth and then Be uh, Van Summerin, one of the best recruits uh, in the state. Uh, he's committed to Michigan State. Um, he's a pretty good player. Uh, Zach was at the game a couple weeks ago, said he's just an absolute unit. Um, but I don't think it'll be enough here for uh, the Dukes. They are without quarterback Tommy Zapansky, um, who is committed to Michigan for baseball and is not uh, go looking like he's going to return the rest of the year, um, according to rep some reports that I had seen. Um, Frankenmuth's going to win. I think that they're... Uh, They've got their sights set on getting back to the state finals uh, in Division Five, and I, and I like their odds. They're, they're a pretty good team. If Frankenmuth were to lose, however, uh, Freeland has a chance to claim this, the co-championship. They'd have to take down Birch Run. Um, I think they do so. Freeland's offense is pretty good. Their defense has been pretty strong. And honestly, they've only looked bad um, in that loss to Frankenmuth. Other than that, they've been firing on all cylinders um, throughout the season. Look for the Falcons here to get this win. I also like Elma over Bridgeport. Uh, shouldn't be much of a problem. And in a closer game, I will go with Swan Valley over Bay City Glen. Uh, Swan Valley has been pretty strong this year. They're 3-4, and four, uh, but when you figure they've lost to Cedar Springs, Frankenmuth, Freeland, and Garber, uh, those are surely no teams to uh, hang your head on. And the TBC West 2, very quickly, uh, I like Ithaca in a non-league game against Millington. And uh, I think St. Louis suffers another tough defeat. They take on a really good Stanis Sterling team. Uh, give me Hemlock over Novell Catholic, Bullet Creek over Saginaw Valley Lutheran, and uh, give me the Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary um, in a win over Carrollton. So uh, finally to wrap up the 11-man slate, uh, Grand Valley Christian, the Patriots, will be taking on uh, Louisville Evangel. Um, Grand Valley Christian wrapped up a conference slate last week, um, securing a first or a home game in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they'll take on Calumet Christian in the rematch next week as the two-seed in their conference. Um, I like the Patriots to win this game. We talk a lot about this offense, and it all starts with the quarterback, Lex Underhill, who has 18 passing touchdowns. Uh, his top target, Jason Hughes, 10 receiving scores. Um, it, it's an exciting team here for Grand Valley Christian. Uh, they are at home at Skinner Field, so if you're looking for a game to watch on Saturday, uh, this game taking place in the afternoon uh, after, hopefully, Michigan State has secured a win over Indiana in the old Brass Platoon game. So typically this episode also features eight-man football, but we went a little long today, so we're going to push the eight-man action to Wednesday's episode. Uh, we'll talk about all of the eight-man in addition to the OK Blue, the OK Gold, and the OK Silver. So for Zach Turi in the studio, I'm Nick Turi. Thank you, as always, for listening to Time Out with the Touris. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.